not make the picture until after we've recorded. Um, but I was sick and like was like, I need something to do instead of reading about how Paul Bonanke bit off a dead child's penis at Bohemian Grove. Yeah, you can only read about so much child abuse. Yeah, I and I downloaded the book, but like that bitch is like 400 pages. Yeah, like <laughs> I tried to read it and I was just like, and because I, I downloaded uh, the um, archived version, which means it's got a bunch of fucking because it basically just scans the book oh. and puts it in there through a computer. And so it has all these fucking errors. It can like flip shit around. And I was just like, oh God, this is so hard to read. And then I was like, how long is this book? And I was like, oh, it's 400 pages, which means I don't have time to read this whole thing. If things get really deep, if, you know, Bill Barr isn't full of shit and he actually does continue this uh, investigation, his own. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was the what was the panel run by that Republican in Nebraska? The Franklin. Are you talking about the well, he wasn't. He, are you, you're talking about uh, Lawrence King. He uh, ran the Franklin Credit Union. I was thinking of the guy that actually did the official investigation into it on the government's end. Oh, uh, the Franklin, uh, fuck, I gotta find the Franklin committee or something like that. Franklin committee. Like that's the problem is I have like so many fucking notes that like for me to jump to find where it's at, it's going to take me a second. This is twisty and turny and, uh, I will definitely follow your lead on talking about the Franklin, the Franklin Um, stuff. Um, It's like, I, I couldn't even get like shit in order. It was so fucking hard to like put all these things in order. So like I got like quick notes on th- some of the major players um, and some of the allegations and some of the courtroom stuff. And, and then I've got like just these like notes that are more specific that I pulled, uh, but it, it's so fucking much. And like, it's going to be like, if you want more, we're going to have to be like, if you want a more concise, con- concise, uh, yeah. Overview. Go to last podcast on the left. And this documentary. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're going to have to fucking do. Cool. They had the research time. They've got the bigger team. They've already done that work. It's it's like, um, with I don't know if you listen to the I Don't Speak German podcast. Uh, no, because I don't speak German. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Daniel focuses specifically on like white nationalists and neo-Nazis and... Uh, at all those people so i go to there when i need to learn about the nazis and mm. well uh, luckily we don't have any white supremacist in this one really they no. uh and it, and it turns out george bush not a white supremacist he's totally down for fucking uh 14 year old black boys although you know it, it could be argued just like uh what are the you know uh, or it's kind of like uh, the people that are extremely homophobic, uh, and then it turns out they're like gay on the down low. Oh yeah, <laughs> like so it's just it's just them hating themselves really, and they're just projecting it on others. So many right wing politicians, especially, um, seem to go that way. And the more that they f- f- throw religion around, the yeah, more... and it's really weird to me. Like like at what point in their life did they you know? get curious and try dick like and they tried and they were like i like this i can't let anyone know let me talk shit about homosexuals for the rest of my life still gonna get that dick on the slide but let me talk shit 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to do something on the Catholic Church. Oh, well, they're that. they're they're involved in this also. Oh, Guess Boys Town. Runs? Yeah, Boys Town, Boys Town, USA, richest place in America. And you would think that no one would abuse and make a double meaning to a place called Boys Town, but you would be wrong. Yeah, it is really weird to me how fucking like Boys Town literally like when you're researching this whole subject. While Boys Town is mentioned by the you know, like the victims um, and like the bread trails that lead to like Larry King and shit, like you get nothing out of like the people who run Boys Town. You, like they literally will not talk about it. They they act like it doesn't exist. They never like investigated any of the accusations. Fucking nothing. And that's how you just like, yep, they're Catholic. Yeah. If you keep talking about this, we're gonna sue you. A lot yeah, of, well, they don't a lot even, like, really, they don't, like, Boys Town literally doesn't, they stonewall it. They literally just do not talk about it. If you even try, like, they don't threaten you, they just go, no. That's it. It's fucking, it's strange. It works. That's fucking, like, really weird to me. I guess if you, if I'm already recording and I haven't edited out anything up to this point, if you haven't guessed, I am here with the jerry herring we are somehow we saw a connection between the the franklin credit union cover-up the or the franklin child cover-up i don't know what it's officially called and uh it's usually called the franklin cover-up or the franklin child prostitution ring okay and it is very much not a conspiracy theory there are hours of investigation it could be a conspiracy it, but it, it, it's, it's not a hollow earth kind of thing. There there are theories, but most of the theories are like backed up by major facts. Uh, so the theory comes on the cover up part of it. How was it covered up? That's how it's like in the realm of conspiracy theory. But there's a, there are a lot of investigated official facts in this. Oh, yeah, like, this isn't, like, some tinfoil crackpot guy leading this charge. Like, the guy leading this charge is John DeCamp, who's, like, a decorated Vietnam War hero, a former Nebraska state senator. And, like, we're about to talk about children accusing, like, rich and powerful men of sexual abuse on a large scale. And the guy, John DeCamp, who's the one fighting for them— uh, fighting for these kids. His job, he works for an organization that protects adults against false child abuse claims. He's literally going from going uh, with all like the bullshit and like the satanic panic where like people were left and right, uh, the, the 80s and 90s versions of the Salem witch hunts where they were just going, that person did it. He loves the devil. He painted his nails black with a Sharpie once. He fucked that kid. John DeCamp is a guy going, no, 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 let's research this, let's make it. He's the one that actually is researching to cut out the false claims because in rape cases, a false claim can hurt many other people, especially if there's people actually doing the abuse. And if one person makes a false claim and get busted for it, it hurts every other person who is trying to get this predator taken down. And that's what John DeCamp was doing is he was helping the cause by taking out all the false accusations. Yeah, there was, um, I don't know if you remember a couple years ago when a guy called Roy Moore. Oh, was, God, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, he had one person come out with the false accusation. She turned out to be working for uh, a Republican, but it really de- it took a lot of uh, wind out of the sails of that, and the, the, that election was a lot closer than it should have been. Oh yeah, like I don't like Roy Moore was trying to get him some fifteen-year-old pussy, and he got to keep on trying to get it because of one false ag. ag- Ah, fuck me. For just so people know, um, I'm on drugs right now. Not the good kind of drugs, the bad kind of drugs, like fucking NyQuil and DayQuil, because I'm sick as shit. So if I fog out or fucking sound like I'm dying, uh, that's the reason why. I just want to put that out there. And I want to thank you for soldiering through. Yeah. I, well, I've been wanting to, to talk about this for so Like, when I first heard... Okay, so first of all, research that i did for this um i want to shout out last podcast on the left because uh they did a great uh three-parter called satanism and the government this actually deals with uh part two and three episode 119 and 120 uh though episode the first part 118 is also very good and does tie in uh to this but the main two pieces you need are the last two um i also listened to uh sword and scale episode five and six which i want to say uh fuck the guy who runs sword and scale he's a dick but, uh, you know, he does use a lot of, like, audio clips from people involved in it. So, like, that was a great help. Um, and then, like, standard internet research. And then we also watched the uh, unaired, um, rough edited version of Conspiracy of Silence that was leaked to John DeCamp. Uh, it was supposed to come out in 1993, I think. And uh, at last minute, it was pulled from broadcast. It was mysteriously bought uh, and was never aired, and then a uh, rough draft leak version of it was leaked to John DeCamp, who who got it to put out, and you can find it on like YouTube and shit, and you can watch it. And it's very funny. It's it can be it's very hard to watch when uh, uh, like there's a scene where Alicia Owen is is talking about what happened to her, and she just fucking breaks down, and it is it is hard to watch. Yeah, I haven't come across anybody that said no, I don't believe any of this, but if. If you're finding yourself a little a little oh. skeptical just reading transcripts, that that documentary uh, has some powerful stuff, and it's yeah, it so, doesn't have any of the bells and the whistles and the rickety rackety like Death the Smoochie would say. Um, it's just straight up interviews of damaged people. Yeah, and and I did find some people on the internet who uh, do not believe the kids and think it's all false. Um, a lot of them like to harken onto that one part in Conspiracy of Silence where uh, the guy's like, um, if Nixon couldn't cover up Watergate and then, and then uh, was it and then Reagan couldn't cover up the Contra affair, how could they cover up this? And then Johnny Camp's like, first of all, they did cover up both those things, at least for a while. And second of all, uh, what's worse in the public's eye? Political scandal dealing with actual politics, governmental affairs, uh, and war and death in other fucking countries, or finding out the highest people in positions of power in your government are fucking children on your land, in your states. Which one's the bigger thing to cover up? It's funny that we were talking about the connections between this and things that happen all over the place and uh, things that were coming to light in the investigation, arrest, and death of Jeffrey Epstein. Do you know who helped Reagan 
and Bush cover up Iran-Contra? And who um, also has a connection with Epstein? And a connection to the White House? Uh, well, multiple people. Well, yes. Because, um, like, for instance, uh, the Franklin Credit Union that uh, Lawrence King Jr. Uh, ran for 18 years uh, is part of – he helped cover up the Contra affair. He ran money through the Freddie, uh, Franklin Credit Union. But who were you talking about? Because I just wanted to I, – I, I was like Larry King was fucking involved in it. Well, I was talking well, – the first person I was talking about is current Attorney General Bill Barr. Yeah. Who, who uh, helped in all the pardons and the everything that – basically they pardoned everybody that could implicate Bush or Reagan so they didn't have to worry about being implicated in anything. And now he's – yeah, now he's current Attorney General. But yeah, we can we can get into that. I mean we've got – Connected to Epstein and old enough to go back to Franklin Credit Union, possibly, but I haven't seen anything that directly connects them. But well, there I are mean, a lot keep of people. In, keep in mind so the Franklin Credit, the Franklin cover up stuff happens between like 1982 um, to 88, which is when the, uh, the FBI actually raids the Franklin Credit Union because $40 million is missing yeah. uh, <laughs> to the court cases in 1990. Um, that's kind of the whole run of thing. And then we will jump up to 1999 also, but keep in mind, like John DeCamp in his book, the Franklin cover up, he just like offhandedly mentions fucking Sandusky. Like, Hey, watch that's, Sandusky. That's right. And this, this is in 93. He mentions that Sandusky needs to be watched, that he's connected with these motherfuckers. And that's what about 10 years before he actually got in trouble. Yeah. Um, so like, it's bad, but okay, so let me give you a basic overview of what the Franklin cover-up is before we I kind of start going into exact details. Uh, and everyone, buckle up. Yeah. This might be a, a longer episode for the Psychosemantic Podcast, um, but it's definitely going to be a fucking rough one. We are going to get in some fucked up things. Yeah, we've got to get all this horrible shit out of our brains. <laughs> yeah, I, I I need to dump a lot of this. So what we're looking at is basically we have this man named Lawrence E. King Jr., who is a prominent member of the Republican Party. Um, he himself is not a politician, but he is a rising star in the Republican uh, realm. He, is, he, sang the Republic, he sang the national anthem at the Republican convention twice, uh, 84 and 88, I believe. Um, he runs the Franklin Credit Union, uh, for 18 years in which he embezzles tons of money, $40 million missing. So that's what he actually gets in trouble for. And that's what he actually does go to jail for is for that for nine years. Yeah. He goes to jail for that. Fuck all the kids you want. <clears throat> take money out of my pocket. Yes. Um, so basically $40 million is missing. So the FBI goes to rate it and they just want to clear all of it. They just want to get all the fucked up shit out. But, um, other people who like John DeCamp who are looking at it, uh, end up finding all these accusations against, uh, Lawrence King in the like social from social workers of children. Uh, and so he goes in before the FBI can wipe out fucking everything. It's all this fucking information. And he starts going into it. And what we find is, is that, uh, King, was running a child prostitution ring, not just in his city, but he was flying kids to multiple different states 
for these child sex parties, uh, kids uh, um, as young as like six years old, uh, all the way up to 16. He was taking them to Washington, D.C. He was taking them to Maryland. He was taking them all over. There are actual like confirmed witnesses and fucking like people who made manifests for the airplanes going in and out of places who go, yes, there was this airplane going from here to here. And it had this many passengers, this many of them were kids. Like, there is legit actual fucking uh, receipts for all this shit. So what Larry was doing was basically uh, in – he's in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, there's a place called Boys Town. Boys Town was a town that was basically built by the Catholics to house uh, orphaned, uh, abused, and runaway boys and girls. Um, and try to make them normal and get them back into right. And Larry King was basically, he would be like, oh, yeah, they can come work for me at the credit union. I'll help them get jobs. You know, I'll help out Boys Town. Um, and what he was actually doing was was being a predator and taking them and then, you know, being like, I'll buy you, I'll buy you stuff. I'll give you money. I'll give you drugs. You know, you can come party. All you got to do is suck this old white man's dick. Um, and, of course, it gets it go it gets worse from there. Um, so he's doing all this shit. He, I mean, he's going to fucking like Washington DC where like Craig Spence, uh, who works with him, who was a blackmailer who helped with the, with prostitution and drugs. And he's the one that got busted in, in DC, um, in connections with like, uh, Reagan and Bush running prostitution and ch drugs and children there. Uh, in fact, he was, uh, outed by a New York times article, um, about the DC ring. Uh, he's the one that took Paul Bonacci, who we're going to talk about a lot, to the White House twice. Uh, like at midnight, Bonacci, right? Yes, and Paul Bonacci said nothing sexual happened at the White House. It was it was a treat, a presence, a present for everything Paul Bonacci did, aka uh, being beaten, raped, tortured, uh, made to do horrible things, uh, and uh, help. Uh, kidnap and lure other children, which we'll get into a big case for that one also, uh, that Paul Bonacci was involved in. Um, but Craig Spence, uh, he ended up uh, committing suicide about a year after the article came out. So while he, he was under investigation, he killed himself before anything could actually happen. And of course, he when he killed himself, it all magically went away. Does that sound like something that's happening right fucking now? It's so weird. How that, yeah. that that's yeah there there's a plan for everything, exactly. So you know, uh, and because trust me, there's a, there's a lot of uh, mysterious deaths and suicides in the story. Also, yeah, who is? Well, I'll I'll remember to ask. But there was there was one thing that I thought talking about I, the airplane crash, the airplane crash, and the the guy that committed suicide by shooting himself twice. Mm. Fuck, I don't remember the name of the guy who shot himself twice. <laughs> I, I I remember hearing about it, but I don't remember. Uh, okay, but who he was? The airplane crash is more important part of the story. Yeah, and we'll we'll get we'll get to that when we get to like the uh, actual investigation. Right now, I just kind of want to go over. Um, okay, so um, that's Lawrence King. That's Craig Spence. We also had uh, Rusty Nelson, who uh, was actually reported in 1986 or 87 for trying to get a young girl to take naked pictures. Um, and her mom found out. Uh, his home wa was raided and was found to have multiple uh, pictures of underage girls naked. Um, 
And following this paper trail, his rent was paid by King. And he was King's personal photographer. And he is the guy that supposedly uh, Gary uh, Caradori, who was a private detective, went to go see to uh, get all these pictures of what was happening at these parties. Like, uh, Gary Caradori flew up there in his private plane that he flew uh, with his young son. They were going to go see a baseball game, and they were going to meet him. They did. They met him. They got all these pictures. He called back to uh, the Franklin Committee and was like, I fucking got him. They can't get away this time. I've got the evidence right here with me uh, in my suitcase. Um, and he's also the private detective who found Alicia Owen, the other big part of this fucking case, along with Paul Bonacci. Uh, and he was, and shit was happening to him. His house was broken into in 89. Uh, he found out his whole house was wiretapped. He was having his house, uh, one of his phone lines fixed, and the guy uh, was like, uh, you're wiretapped. Like, he was being fucking NSA shit on him in fucking, you know, 89. It, it's ridiculous. So anyway, while he's flying back, his airplane mysteriously explodes in air right above uh, a farm. The farm actually uh, lands in the county of uh, a police officer. Uh, I can't remember if it was the Omaha police officer or if it was someone who was friends with him. It might have been the uh, uh, police officer, uh, the chief of police at Omaha, who was Robert Wadman, but I don't think it was him. I think it was someone who was friends with him. Uh, oh, but yeah, Wadman, fuck. Yeah, we'll get to Wadman. Uh, and that airplane went down and fucking, you know, him and his son died, and his suitcase was never found. If his suitcase was found, I would be like, oh, that's a terrible coincidence. His suitcase was never fucking found, not a shred of it. So he was, he was fucking killed. There's, I don't think they're, like, legally, I think we're supposed to say allegedly, but he was fucking killed. We'll say allegedly every once in a while, and then at the very end, I'll say allegedly, and I think we'll be all right. Yeah, uh, I don't really give a shit if, if they're really going to come after me uh, over the Psychosemantic <laughs> podcast. I really have to wonder who you've pissed off in the government. <laughs> every time your episode drops, they listen. Yeah, yeah, because I, I haven't heard the helicopters up above in a while, and it, it would get my numbers up, though. We'll look at it that way. Yeah, you're on the podcast. Like anyone who Googles the Anarchist Cookbook, you get put on a list. <laughs> do, do they listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast? Put them on a fucking list. Right fucking now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he he dies. Uh, and that evidence, out the fucking window. It is it is ridiculous, uh, all this shit that happened. In fact, the, um, the woman who was uh, in charge of the Franklin Committee, she quits. She goes, if they could kill him, they could kill me. I'm fucking out. Uh, and she, she leaves straight up. So let's get into what some of the actual accusations are. Let's start with uh, Paul Bonacci. Because he is – he's the one that, that brings – him and Alicia Owen are the two big ones. And they're the ones I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do first. Um, before I get to some of the smaller ones, but these two are the ones that actually went to trial. Uh, they were in court. And Paul Bonacci is the one who says he was kidnapped at the age of six for sex slavery. He was used as a decoy to pick up kids often. Um, he was flown around for sex. He was abused deeply. Um, he's the one that says he got flown to somewhere in California 
where he was taken to a party in a wooded, a heavily wooded area where there was a giant owl statue. What does that sound like to you? Bohemian Grove. Uh, and in there is where he gives this testimony of what happened to him in Bohemian Grove. And it's fucking awful. I'm going to run through some of it real quick. If you're squeamish, you might not want to listen to this. Skip ahead. Use that 30 second or 15 second skip ahead. And if you hear my voice, you're probably safe. Yeah, because I think once I'm done saying it, I would be like, okay, you can uh, lighten them up with puppies or something. Okay, so Paul Benaki claims he arrives at Bohemian Grove. He sees a uh, another young man in a cage. He is forced to have sex with the uh, – I said man, kid. He is forced to have sex with the kid in the uh, cage because he's told if he doesn't, they will blow his fucking balls off. They literally put a gun to his balls and like we'll blow them off. So he has sex with the kid. Another guy then – another adult has sex with the kid kills the kid forces paul to have sex with the body brings in another kid has the other kid have sex with the body and paul um then um they uh, this is the part that's really fucking gross uh they put the dead kid's genitals in paul's mouth and make him bite them off um they claim and paul claims that all of this was filmed um, there are accusations that have floated around that the filming was done by Hunter S. Thompson. Um, though I feel like this may not be true. I, because I could not find who actually said this. Paul did not say this. Um, there was, uh, the Rusty Nelson guy who, uh, supposedly there was another photographer that Larry was trying to get involved with this to make movies and, and take pictures of all these events. And he said, no. And I think he's the one that said, uh, Hunter S Thompson was doing it and he was getting paid like a hundred thousand dollars per video or something like that for these snuff films. Uh, but we, we really don't exactly know. And I'm, I might be biased, but from all of the stuff of his that I've ever read and everything that I know about him, I don't see that. Ha there are some wilder stories that I believe a lot more than that in this. I think he's just too fucking high to do it. There's no way he's fucking doing a bunch of ether and fucking trying to film a, a a child fucking another child who's got his face blown off. Did, did you ever read Hell's Angels? No, no. I've, I've, I've like heard synopsis of it, but I've never read it. <clears throat> okay, so this is kind of where I... Uh... I base some of my vision of his, you know, personal morality. You know, he was cruising around with the Hell's Angels for a while. And, uh, you know, they a whole lot of shit happened. And then one of the guys started pushing around his girlfriend. And he said something like, only a piece of shit loser with no ball. You know, like every fucking insult would do something like that to a woman. And they beat him within an inch of his life, but he stood up where he thought that he should stand up. And that's yeah, probably it's the biggest e thing. It's, e it's easy to take a beating when you're on a shit ton of painkillers, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, Paul Benaki, um just abused fucking deeply. Um, and he's one of the people that went to court in 1990 for this, uh, him and Alicia Owens. Now, uh, I'll go through Alicia Owens before I go through uh, what the actual court case went through. So Alicia Owen was a – oh, before I go into Alicia Owen. 
So that part I was talking about where Paul Bonacchi helped kidnap kids, he uh, supposedly is involved in the kidnapping of Johnny Gosh, who was a kid who went missing after a kidnapping supposedly done by Paul Bonacchi for King. Um, the, uh, Johnny Gosh was a uh, was going on his paper route that morning, met up with a bunch of kids as they were folding their newspapers and all this. A guy came up and talked to him um, and kind of freaked out a bunch of kids, so a bunch of kids kind of left. Johnny Gosh left also. Uh, and they went and they stole Johnny Gosh. Um, and the Johnny Gosh story, we don't know how connected it is if he was ran by King because Johnny Gosh never showed back up. We have no idea what happened to Johnny Gosh. His mom did claim that when he was when Johnny Gosh was much older, uh, maybe in his like early 20s, he showed up at midnight at her house after a uh, television appearance she did saying, come on, reach to me. I'll help you no matter what. And he basically was like, Look, I'm branded as a, as a sex slave. He showed him some kind of brand he had. Um, you need to leave it alone or you're going to get killed. There's bad people that have me. Um, he was with another uh, older man, and then he disappeared again. But we have no idea if that's true. Uh, Johnny Gosh is also the second person the second person ever to be put on a milk carton for a lost child. Um, and there's a great documentary uh, you can watch call, that Paul Bonacchi shows up in um, called uh, – who took Johnny Gosh or something like that, or who took Johnny. Um, and that story gets crazy also because that story supposedly involves uh, stuff with Michael Aquino, who is who worked for the U.S. government, was very high up in the U.S. government, was an open Satanist of the Temple of Sect that is not related to uh, Church of Satan or um, uh, the Satanic Temple. Uh, Michael Aquino basically left the Church of Satan because he didn't like the showmanship bullshit that um, LaVey was doing. He started his own sect uh, called the Temple of Sect. Um, and they did a bunch of fucked up shit. And he was an open Satanist. Uh, he was in the U.S. government, a prominent U.S. government figure. Um, and he was called the Colonel by uh, in most of those rings. He would show up. And when he would rape a kid, he would be called the Colonel. And, and that's kind of what the first episode of Satanism in the Government, uh, episode 118 by the last podcast on the left, covers. And that's just crazy. That The shit with Michael Aquino is crazy just because he was open. Like, he went on television shows to talk about how, how he was a Satanist. He was fucking open about it. It is crazy, the shit he was involved in. So I won't go much into him because that's the reason I'm not going over a lot of the Johnny Gosh shit. Because besides the, the connection with Bonaki, it doesn't seem like he's really involved in the Franklin side of it. Okay. Um, so you'd have to go look into uh, that or we'll be here forever. So <laughs> now we're going to go look at Alicia Owens. Uh, Alicia Owens is a uh, white girl who, who was about 14 when all this stuff started happening to her. She uh, started running with a bad crowd, starting getting involved in parties. Uh, and the big thing for her is suppose she claims that she was uh, raped multiple times by Robert Wadman who was the Omaha chief of police, who was the one who would go around and tell people to stop investigating uh, uh, King and everything involving Franklin Credit Union. Uh, he was dismiss dismissed from his position in 1989, but the reason was not actually given. Um, and Alicia Owens said that he raped her many a times and even put his gun inside of her. Uh, and there's a part in the documentary Conspiracy of Silence where she's Talking and, and it really pissed me off. The interviewer says, "So you're saying Robert Wadman make lo made love to you?" And she goes, "I wouldn't call it love. He had sex with me." And I'm just like, "When are you interviewing a goddamn rape victim? 
who was 14 at the fucking time of this sexual assault, do you fucking say, did he make love to you? The I think that's wrong with you. That goes along with the seemingly purposeful framing where all the victims were put on trial and none of the perpetrators were really questioned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no one... No one got arrested for any sexual-related activity during this. People got arrested, but not for sexual stuff uh, that involved this. Um, like I said, King got arrested for stealing the $40 million. Um, Alan Bear, who was a uh, department businessman uh, in the area that was friends with him, he was ar arrested for um, – fuck, what was he arrested for? Uh Shit. Uh, let me see if I can find it in my notes. Real quick, he pled no contest to a reduced charge of aiding and abetting prostitution and paid a small fine. So he wasn't even arrested. Um, he he was he was charged with pandering. Yeah, that that sounds about right. I'll I'll tell you about what Jeffrey Epstein's first sentencing was. Yeah, uh, it's fucking ridiculous. Like I said, Robert Wadman never had anything happen to him. Uh, Sheila Calder, who was a woman who organized the party. Nothing really happened to her. Uh, Peter uh, Citron, I don't know how to say his last name. He was an entertainment columnist for Ohio World Herald. Um, he was not arrested for any of the involved shit, but he did get later on arrested for pedophilia in an unrelated case. Harold uh, Anderson, who owned the Omaha World Executive, uh, World Herald, he was the executive. Nothing fucking happened to him. Uh, Eugene Mahoney, who was a former state senator and head of the Nebraska Forest Service, he was mentioned. Nothing happened to him. Uh, Theodore Carlson was the Omaha County judge. Nothing happened to him. Um, like, it's like Rusty Nelson got hit shit for later on, but he never got shit for anything to happen in this case. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, and, and she also mentions that, you know, she talks about being flown around to all these places. Um, there's a specific thing, like there was a party she was at where she was like dressed in lingerie and told to sit on a couch and anyone could do whatever they wanted to her as long as they didn't penetrate her, which I find really weird and, and leads me to think that, uh, that might've been part of some kind of like ceremony ritual thing. Um, and I want to say Paul Benaki and Alicia Owen, um, and like Troy, uh, Bonner and like Danny King, mm uh, and Lisa and uh, Euless Washington, uh, none of them claim any satanic stuff. Only one person claims satanic stuff. We'll get to that. Um, so next we're going to look at Troy Bonner, who was very interesting in this case, as he is the he was with um, Alicia and Owen and all of them. But um, uh, out of the first four witnesses, um, with Alicia and um, Benaki. The other two were mysteriously killed. The next 70 witnesses they had all said no or disappeared. And like no one disappeared and would not talk to anyone else. Troy Bonner also recanted his statement and then helped like the FBI try to convince Alicia to drop it. There is a legit phone call you can listen to where Troy calls Alicia and tells her, to, that she's lying, she needs to stop all this bullshit, and Alicia's like, no, what are you talking about? What are you playing games? So like, I'm not going to jail for you uh, because of your lies, um, which is funny because people are about to go to jail, uh, not for lying. Not, yeah, not the ones you think. Yep. Um, 
Or and like you can, Troy literally tells him, he's like, "Shut up, uh, you're being fucking stupid." It, it's it's fucking when you listen to it, you can tell that Troy is so scared and being forced to do this, and he obviously thinks the only way he's going to be free of all this is if he can get Alicia to stop. Uh, it's it's fucking bad. Um, so he was scared of being of going to jail for pre-jury. So later on, he deeply re regretted this and tried to make it right, but he never actually did because six months after he changed his mind uh, that he was going to stick to his original story, his brother Sean – oh, this is – I think Sean's the one that died from two gunshots. I think so. Sean, his brother, died from two gunshots in a gun accident, uh, not technically a suicide, but a gun accident where he was shot two times in the head. Um, and then Troy, as soon as he entered the court, was pulled into a private room where he was told he would be arrested for perjury if he testified. Troy fucking dipped. He disappeared. No one talked to him. No one saw him whatsoever until 2003. 2003, Troy showed up in a hospital in New Mexico with the uh, recently re-released Franklin Conspiracy uh, the Franklin cover-up book written by John DeCamp, the release version that came out in 2003. Uh, he showed up at this New Mexico hospital screaming, oh my God, they're going to kill me all because of this, all because of this, they're going to kill me, holding this book. They sedated him. They put him in the room. The next morning, they found him sitting up, blood leaking out of his mouth, dead. We don't, We do not know what killed him. Nothing, uh, if there was an autopsy done, it never came out. Everything was put under the rug. We do not know the official reason he died. And you wonder why people hypothesize about big conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, like we, like he has a big drug problem. He openly admitted he had a big drug problem, and I don't fucking blame him. You can't get fucking a cattle prod put inside of you and electrocute you and not be fucked up, man. Like, yeah, I'm going to do fucking heroin after that. Are you kidding me? It's the only way I can fucking get out of it. And I know, I know some people say that some of the some of the stories may be amplified or distorted by the 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 shelter your brain tries to give you when dealing with extreme trauma. There 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 are reports of you know different drugs being given to them. Now, granted, I wasn't fifteen and been given drugs, but I have taken many hallucinogens starting at 17 and it doesn't warp reality that much yeah. let, so, let me tell you something i was 15 and doing hallucinogens and uh not once did uh i uh think that i was being uh raped by someone for the government i got in a fight with a tree because it was talking to me and i told it it couldn't talk to me unless it was throwing apples because that's what i learned from wizard of oz <laughs> that's about as far as it fucking got like hey what are you doing over there and I'm like, throw an apple. What? <laughs> what do you mean throw an apple? Well, you, if you don't fucking throw an apple, then you can't actually talk. I've seen Wizard of Oz. Nice fucking try, government agent rapist. They ain't getting me. Yeah, so he had a bad drug problem. Uh, but a lot of what he said was collaborated by a guy called uh, Danny King, uh, who went to the parties with Troy. Um, and a lot of what he said uh, helped in statements made by Alicia Owen and Paul Bonacci. Um, we also had other characters like Lisa, who was a child prostitute, total social worker. She was taken to a party, to a Republican party, um, and supposedly at the same party was Ulysses uh, uh, Washington, which is interesting because she was actually a child that was adopted by um, relatives of King. Um, where's my fucking notes on this? Because this shit's real interesting. 
Um, so she was adopted by relatives of King and supposedly was taken and abused a lot. Um, she was done by Jared and Barbara Webb, uh, relatives of King, uh, in the 70s. Her, her, her case came out in 1985 uh, when she kept running away from her foster parents' home. Uh, she didn't want to talk about it, but she finally did. And she said that her and other adopted children, Lemon Webb, were routinely beaten. She also said Jarrett Webb started abusing her at the age of 10. Now, she claims that she was taken and flown around multiple places with uh, other children from Boys Town for sexual parties. And she's the one that says – she's the one that specifically said that she saw Vice President George Bush – this is George Bush Sr. – pay Larry King for a 14-year-old black boy named Brent – at uh, the same party that uh, Lisa was at. She's the one that straight up name drops George Bush. Now, the last one we're going to talk about is Loretta Smith. She is the one that brings the whole Satanism part into this. Um, she claimed that King was a Satanist. Um, now, technically, not a Satanist as what we would call the modern-day Satanist and not actually in the time what an actual Satanist was because by then LeVay had already made what Satanism does um, these were technically actual like devil worshippers, people who actually believed there was a devil and uh, did evil and worshipped the devil to appease the devil. Satanists do not actually worship the devil. They do not actually believe in evil. Satanists believe that uh, Satan is an icon of individuality and rebellion. Um, so at the time, the satanic panic was all the fucking rage. So she says uh, she was started taking the parties at 11 years old. And at one of these parties, she was locked into a room with an infant where they cut off the head and um, nailed the baby to a wall, and she – or no, uh, that she was left in the room with the uh, decapitated baby for 24 hours. Later, then uh, later, uh, she was told that they were doing all this to test her and that she, to see if she could be in with Satan. Um, and uh, Larry King, a man named Mr. Mr. Finch, who was supposedly a high school principal, uh, someone named Ace, someone named King Horse – Someone named Jerry Lucifer, not me, I would like to uh, say. Yeah, you would be Jerry Kill the Cast. Yes, um, that's where you can find me. Uh, and uh, someone named Mike. Uh, they also said they hung a four-year-old girl on the wall and threw darts at her. Uh, she claims there was an Indian girl who was grounded up and poured on other girls who were forced to drink her blood also. That all comes from Loretta Smith who brought in the whole satanic stuff. Nobody else really claimed much satanic shit. Uh, that was just Loretta Smith. So I don't know if that was just a certain party that King threw. He was like, I'm going to have a theme party, and it's going to be Satan, and we're going to get fucked up and turned. <laughs> uh, me, personally, I think if they did it, I think a lot of stuff in the satanic panic, I don't think any of them were actual legit devil worshippers. I think they would use it as a like tool to gaslight um, their victims because when the victims came forward and thought, they were being Satanists, and they were carving 666 into my forehead and hailing Satan and uh, doing this to appease the Dark Lord. The uh, Republicans or Democrats or whatever rich guy who owned a shopping mall could be like, well, that's fucking crazy. I love Jesus. I make sure that my wife screams Jesus every time we have sex, only in the missionary position, I might add. Uh, and I would, I would never do that. Uh, I love Jesus and mayonnaise on my turkey sandwiches. So that was definitely not me. Um, so I, I, I do not believe a lot of the satanic panic stuff, um, with the exception being maybe what a Michael Aquino did, 
even though he also admits that he is a Satanist who does not believe in any God or devil or anything like that. Um, yet also is the same guy who went to Germany on the government's dime, had a gigantic uh, satanic party where everyone dressed as Nazis to bring forth the spirit of fucking uh, uh, Himmler. So who knows what the fuck Michael Aquino's about. So now that we got through all that shit, um, we're going to take a look at what actually happened in court and who got arrested and wh what they got arrested for. As I said earlier, um, King never set foot in court for any of the sexual allegations. He was sent away on a psyche vow. Uh, and he was never ordered to court in the abuse case. No no one who was accused of it ever came to court for the sexual abuse. Yeah, just the victims. Just the victims. And the victims that went to court would be um, Paul Banaki. And uh, he got charged for perjury. And he did five years in jail for perjury. The thing about it, though, is he reported all this sexual abuse two years before the court case ever happened. Before any of this ever happened, he reported it all to the police. So, like, he legit had police reports, and he still got arrested for, for perjury. Um, I also want to point out Paul Bonacci, unfortunately, did fall into the same routine that a lot of kids who were abused at a young age do. And he was later arrested for molesting a five-year-old and did um, prison a prison term for that. Now, Alicia Owen got fucked even worse. She did more jail time than anybody, right? Technically, King did more jail time. Um, cause she technically only served four. Actually, she got served with more jail time than anyone, but, um, she actually didn't do as much as she got served. She actually only was in jail for four and a half years for perjury. Uh, she got sentenced, uh, for like nine to 29 years with it coming down to being, um, 21 years is what for she was supposed perjury. to be in there for. For perjury. Keep in mind, perjury is fucking rarely, rarely ever fucking actually done no one gets fucking arrested for perjury no one like you had to have like like you know how they say it's really hard to prove like slander like for instance the american sniper guy uh they got hit for slander and lost the fucking case um proving that they were lying about a bunch of shit about an incident that happened between them and was it jesse ventura jesse the body ventura i think about so supposedly like they got into a bar fight and jesse ventura lost jesse ventura was able to prove that the chris kyle the american sniper guy was fucking lying about it and was able to do it after fucking kyle was dead uh because kyle got shot by uh, a man who he had took into a shooting range who was uh not stable um which you know sucks for kyle but also you know kyle killed a lot of people so there's that um and, and basically, uh, the American Sniper movie is literally, uh, like, porn for white people. Uh, like, <laughs> the Christian white people, it's their porn. Like, uh, uh, I, I made the joke that Passion of the Christ is uh, roots for white people. Uh, American Sniper might also be porn for southern white people. It's, it's, it's roots for southern white people. It's ridiculous. It, it makes me think of the uh, the the movie they made in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Paul and Alicia both went to jail for perjury. For perjury. Now, Alicia got out at four and a half years because they uh, did an appeal, and uh, they were able to find that uh, the tape used of I think of um, 
I think the tape was of Troy Bonner um, that uh, it was edited and they were able to get the actual unedited tape and put out there. And that's how Alicia got out. But it's it's fucked up. And then on top of that, we're going to jump to 1999, where uh, Paul Bonacchi and John DeCamp brought a civil trial against King for one million dollars and won. He won, even though nine years earlier he was arrested for perjury for the exact same testimony. Now, what's interesting about this, and I bet we'll see this uh, somewhere in the Epstein thing when it happens. If Epstein, if the people with Epstein get off, you know, and they don't get there, mm -hmm. watch this happen again. Much like with the O.J. Simpson trial, the original trial that could end up in arresting people and putting them in jail, they get off scot clean. But the civil trials where it's just money, they get hit with guilty. When it's just money, they're guilty. When it's actually putting them in cages, they're innocent. Fucking funny how that works out. Yeah, it's like finding a bank $40 million for stealing $4 billion. That's it's like, oh, see, they're being punished, but they still made a profit. Exactly. Like, it's just literally going... Uh, here's invisible fucking money to pay for the invisible fucking money we stole because it, it doesn't fucking matter. It's all just fucking numbers in a computer. Like, who the fuck are you kidding? And so, and so, that's one of the biggest things that pisses me off. Um, and like I said, it, is, is um, I feel like you we might see this in the Epstein case or people uh, associated with the Epstein case. Uh, and that's kind of like a overview of the Franklin cover-up. If you would like more, you can get the book by John DeCamp. Um, there was another book by another author. Uh, you can watch The Conspiracy of Silence on YouTube. You can listen to the three episodes by the last podcast on the left, 118, 119, and 120, uh, and also Sword and Scales, episode five and six. Um, and it's really hard to find actual information out on the internet on this case for some reason. Like, It took me hours to find enough information that didn't come from podcasting. <laughs> uh or the book it's it, like it's just not on the you would think that this would be ripe for people on youtube there's not that many videos of it on youtube there's not i thought i'd find tons of people going over this case on youtube because you know youtube loves fucking true crime and conspiracies it's fucking not like for a case this fucking huge indicting you know very high up people no one's talking about it even to this day and, you know, John DeCamp, who's still alive, is just sitting around going, I told you fucking people. He called out Sandusky. I bet people who are, like, uh, looking at this Hollywood pedophile ring, which to me, there's no difference between the Hollywood pedophile ring and the political pedophile ring. They're all fucking together. It's not two separate rings. It's one fucking ring. It's just the rich people ring. The powerful people ring. They're doing it together. Fucking Brian Singer is blowing loads on little little boys' faces. Right next to fucking, you know, high up politicians and, and hedge fund fucking owners. Treasury Secretary Steve Nuchin is like executive producer on half the Marvel movies. <laughs> it's it's I, the same I do world. kind of wonder if Brian Singer is going to be removed. Uh, he won't be able to do any further movies in the X-Men series now that Disney owns the X-Men series. Oh, because they, they do have their own weird morality. Uh, yeah, they, um, they're they better about hiding their fucking of children. I think it's because of the Nazi ceremonies they probably do. <laughs> um, pure speculation. 
but I, I they do worry more about their public image. Um, I mean, look what happened to James Gunn. He just got he got fired over a bunch of couple of stupid fucking tweets. They eventually caved and brought him back, but uh, they they care more about their public enemy than Fox. Because when you think Fox nowadays, you think Fox News, in which in turn you think high end Republican um, side like uh, CNN's the Democrat news and Fox News is the Republican news. And I'm like, they're all fucking bad. So go fuck yourself. But yeah, so. You can you can find more information out there about this. This was just kind of an overview of what I could put together in like a week's worth of time. Um, and I'm glad to be done with it. But now that I'm done talking, I guess I'm, I guess it's time for you to finally start talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is where it all falls apart. We will be jumping back in possibly into the Franklin things. And there will definitely be some some parallels coming up. But let's, let's take a really quick break. Refill our coffees so I can get my perfect pointing at the red string energy level up. And we'll be right back with the more current uh, events of Jeffrey Epstein. The current repeating of the past. Yeah, yeah. The current continuation. We'll, We'll check in with rich pieces of shit pedophiles in just one minute. You were coming on to me. That's what they always say, Jeff. Who? Who? The pedophiles. She was so sexy, she was asking for it. Well, she was only technically a girl. She acted like a woman. It's just so easy to blame a kid, isn't it? Just because a girl knows how to imitate a woman does not mean she's ready to do what a woman does. I mean, you're the grown-up here. If, if a kid is experimenting and says something flirtatious, you ignore it. You don't encourage it. If a kid says, hey, let's make screwdrivers, you take the alcohol away and you don't race them to the next drink. All right. So we were talking about the 80s and part of the 90s. And I'm sure this kind of was going before it started coming to a head. But in 2007, um named Jeffrey Epstein was indicted for sexually abusing dozens of underage girls. The usual thing was they would be brought to his pedophile home. There would be pedophile massages and sometimes he would masturbate or rape them. I think there were 28 accusers in the first trial. The attorney for the Southern District of Florida, where this uh, initial uh, charge was, as a guy named Alexander Acosta, was the Secretary of Labor in the Trump administration. Usual protocol is the prosecutor will brief if there's a group of victims. This deal was made without their consent. Uh, he was given uh, a plea deal to plea guilty to one charge of, I believe it was uh, soliciting sex from a minor. He was given 13 months in a county jail. Six days a week, he could leave for work for 12 hours. And I believe he was granted about 60 special trips to the doctor okay so let me get this straight he serves 13 months okay yeah uh he gets six days out of jail a week 
Um, so that's that's four days a month he has to stay in jail. So that he he spent forty eight days in jail, pretty much out of out of thirteen months. Well, and I bet those doctors' visits were on his days off, not when oh, he was at yeah, work. That, yeah, that that <laughs> that fucking makes sense. That's that's right. And uh, one of his. Well, he had two guys that worked for him in that time during the trial with Alexander Acosta, the Secretary of Labor for the Trump administration. Uh, one of his attorneys was a guy called Alan Dershowitz, possibly more well known for working for O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a professor uh, in the 80s. He wrote papers and arguments for prosecuting prostitutes but not prosecuting johns because prostitutes make the choice and the johns lives shouldn't be ruined and then not too long after that he also began arguing that statutory rape doesn't exist for anybody that's 15 or older okay okay hold up first of all okay first of all i agree johns should not have their lives ruined uh for for a blowjob I also think that the prostitutes shouldn't have their fucking life ruined. It's an equal exchange. This guy needs to come. She needs money. They come together and make it fucking happen. If you would legalize prostitution, all of this shit could just fucking go away. You could just legalize it, regulate it better, um, make it a, a healthier and safer fucking job. And you know what? We wouldn't have to fucking arrest uh old white dudes who own football teams for getting a hand job from an asian lady in a fucking massage parlor because they could just legally make it happen i mean hopefully those asian ladies aren't duped into like the uh into it by uh fucking horrible means which is probably what happened but we could legalize it make it better uh, we could solve half of the fucking problems right then uh the next thing if you're over 15 it's not sagittary like okay don't get me wrong at the age of 15 we're all probably fucking i was i was fucking uh you know seventh eighth grade i was fucking okay girls i knew in seventh eighth grade were fucking but we were fucking each other because we were in seventh and eighth grade you know it, it wasn't it wasn't uh someone you know in his late 20s uh and i get some an older guy wanted to bang a hot young chick but there's hot young legal chicks you can get them at 18 where they're uh, legally consenting adults, whether they're in the right mindset is a completely different thing, but there's a legal thing. Do you really have to go down to, to, to 15 or 16 year olds? Cause I know the argument they're saying is the same people that make the argument of the difference between uh, pedophilia and hebophilia, um, pedophilia being prepubescent and hebophilia being uh, in puberty. And to me, I'm kind of like, why did you need a hand job specifically from a 15 year old girl? Wouldn't the handjob from the 18-year-old girl be just the fucking same? And it'd be legal? Like, you didn't, or, or kind, it would be less illegal because it's probably still prostitution. You're probably still paying for it. Like, couldn't you just get the one that's slightly older and not get that extra charge? But statutory rape is not there because uh, <clears throat> they don't know what fucking is. They know what fucking is. They're, they're in high school uh, or middle school, and they know what fucking is by then. It's there because it is someone who is much older and has been through life and therefore most likely smarter manipulating a younger mind of someone who's 
has tons of hormones going and does not understand a lot of things being manipulated. That is why Sagittarius is there. It's it's a power struggle. It has nothing to do whether that 15-year-old knows if they want to fuck or not. So that's Alan Dershowitz. Uh, he, he, he's also been accused by at least one, I believe two of the people that are involved in the, the Epstein case, or at least were before he committed suicide. Um, after this wonderful, awesome deal that also granted immunity, his plea deal granted immunity to any co-conspirators unnamed or otherwise. So a lot of people breathed deeply. And then around this time was when the first accusation by one of the women named in the case that Epstein instructed her to have sex with Alan Dershowitz. Uh, she is currently suing him for defamation of character. He said that if he, she ever accused him of doing this, he would sue her, but he currently has not sued her. You know what's interesting about a lot of this? Um, the uh, prostitution uh, charges. Uh, so, okay. Let me, when I think of prostitution, um, I, I think of, you know, like your typical working girl. But in these instances, um, it's more of bribery instead of like a working girl getting paid because a lot of times it's these rich people buying them fancy clothes and taking them out to, uh, you know – expensive vacations and all these parties with all these drugs really they're bribing them in drugging them and then all having sex with them they're not handing money over to like an actual pimp or someone who who is doing like a business uh a business leader of these girls um and so at what point, like, because we will say, oh, well, Jeffrey Epstein was running this prostitution ring. Is it technically prostitution or is it a rich guy bribing a bunch of girls into his house, luring them with with treats, uh, getting them high and then taking advantage of them? Like, do you know why they exactly call it prostitution? Is it because he's is it does it come to the fact when he goes to one of these girls and say, hey, Bring these other girls to us. Here's a bunch of money. Does that is that what makes it prostitution? I, I don't really know. I'm, I didn't know if you had an opinion on that. My general opinion, and I can get into more specifics, is that if you're under 18, it's not prostitution. It's sex slavery. Okay. And um, after that, there can still be sex slavery, but then there is a matter of choice sometimes. You know, there is the voluntary sex worker, but any yeah, minor should... child, yeah. Uh, it's like the Franklin cover-up where they don't call it a child prostitution ring. They call it a sex, a child, like, sex trafficking. This should be a, a sex trafficking, not technically prostitution. Yeah, because they do not have agency. They do not have yeah. the control. So these are rape victims. These are sex traffic victims. Like, in in, in the Franklin case, I, I get where there's parts of it where it is. They call it prostitution because there's clearly people who, who are paying um lawrence king for him to bring the boys out there um like we had that one guy one girl who saw you know george bush senior pay lawrence king for a 14 year old black boy named brent um 
Like, so at that point, I get where that's prostitution. Because um, we clearly see where the money's getting all. Though I do agree with you. Uh, they're underage. Really, it's sex trafficking because prostitution is, is knowingly going into the business at a legal age. Like, prostitution is a is – is the – not technically legal because prostitution is not legal, but I think everyone gets what we mean. It's the knowing, knowingly legal version of it, and if it's unknowingly, it's sex trafficking. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure somebody can – can school us on more specific specificities of that but yeah someone yeah. be smarter than me on nyquil come on now <laughs> over the last year the miami herald sort of brought this all back up because a lot of the victims were starting to organize and try to get the case reopened so the miami herald did this dogged reporting over the last year i was aware of it I, they might have been doing it longer but then epstein was rearrested in july and um, more stuff started to come out. Uh, his former girlfriend, who became a business partner and accused co-conspirator, Jessalyn, I cannot pronounce her first name, Grislyn Maxwell, uh, who's accused by a lot of the accus uh, accusers of taking part in the rapes or helping, quote-unquote, like, recruit people. And, <laughs> and this, there's just so many things that lead into this uh her dad was a guy who had this mysterious death on their boat and he had been accused of being in the intelligence community uh sort of like there have been some accusations that possibly the cia was involved in the the franklin child rape stuff as you know blackmail and political collateral and stuff like that yeah uh, there had been similar accusations that Epstein had been told that he is also connected to the intelligence community, but none of I mean, as as it goes with most of that, that is not corroborated. So other other people connected to Epstein, who uh, he was a money manager. Speaking of sex trafficking, he had some friends that are also sort of interconnected and sometimes accused who ran modeling agencies with you know foreign models brought in uh, a lot of young girls uh, you know I don't, I don't always like to bring everything back to trump but he's connected he was friends they used to hang out uh, at mar-a-lago yeah let me say something on the whole trump thing um in cases like this uh yes they were friends and yes in like 2002 whatever uh trump called him a terrific guy and now trump is like oh i haven't talked to him in 15 years and never liked him um unless actual evidence comes up against trump um i don't give a shit if he knew him knowing him doesn't really mean anything uh i'm, I'm sure a lot of people knew jeffrey epstein a lot of people uh you know know people that do bad things now if they knew about what he was doing and didn't tell anyone that's a different story but as for like did was trump involved directly in it i want pure evidence because I hate when people try to like smear Trump for dumb shit or because someone Trump knew did something bad. Like, no, bring actual fucking evidence because what's going to happen is you're going to fucking claim Trump did something. And then when it finds out that Trump didn't do it, Trump is going to use that to be like, oh, look, fake, fake news, fake news, fake media. They just try to accuse me of everything. Fake news. Like people need to be way more careful about like, 
the arrows they're sending at Trump. Make sure they're on target and not just like some sidestepping kind of adjoined bullshit. There's plenty of shit that he's obviously done. Yes, there is tons of shit he has obviously done. Let's focus on those and not just, you know, he hung out with him. Like, yeah, so did Bill Clinton. Uh, And Bill Clinton has a huge history of of sexual problems, too, along with Trump. Because Trump has has a long history of sexual problems. But let's let's try to find actual evidence before we throw it down because we – I don't want this to be another case of like we actually end up helping these people because we slang shit at the windows and uh, when they cleaned it off, they didn't find any actual evidence. Yeah, the closest connection that I've really seen is other than the hanging out together and whatnot and making comments about liking young women – uh, one the the supposed reason why they stopped talking was that a, allegedly Epstein had assaulted one or many women at Trump's country club, and um, Trump was like, "That's my job." <laughs> yeah, I crashed the weddings and groped the brides. <laughs> Though the Bill Clinton, I don't know if you'd heard any of the Bill Clinton Jeffrey Epstein connections. So was it that um? That uh, Bill Clinton went to his island a bunch? No, there, there aren't any records else? of him going to his island, but he has been on the airplane uh, nicknamed the Lolita Express multiple times. Clinton has admitted to about four, which were him, Epstein, Chris Tucker, and Kevin Spacey, who's had his own... Uh, checkered past of accusations doing humanitarian work for the Clinton Foundation but then it was also Uh, proven that there were at least something like 12 more times where there were flight logs of Clinton being on the plane with Epstein and other people that were sometimes just referred to as Mary or Jessica or just yeah that's how it was in in the Franklin cover-up where where uh when uh, King would fly these people, they would just have a bunch of people that are kind of like first name and that's it. Um, that's weird that they threw Chris Tucker in there. Are they talking about the black actor Chris Tucker? I, I believe so. Because that's – okay. So because um, as far as I know, Chris Tucker, Jeffrey Epstein, and Bill Clinton all uh, like women. Kevin Spacey likes men. You would think that that wouldn't be a very like – cohesive sex party because they were like yeah we got all these women we had to bring fucking doug over here for kevin spacey though so so maybe those those four admitted ones were the straight up things because even horrible people do humanitarian work you know last time i was at the smithsonian one of the wings in the natural history museum was provided by david coke fair enough so you know like maybe that that's what it was and um Although with the Franklin conspiracy, there were male and female victims. Correct. They had both in that one. That one was just about uh, people in power wanting to do fucked up things. And it's something that um, I kind of wonder uh, – last podcast on Laugh brought this up where they talked about um, all these powerful groups you know, doing shit like this to join like their, their boys club, so to speak. Because if you didn't do it, you couldn't be a part of them because – this way, everybody's got dirt on each other. They all go down uh, the same. So, like, if, you know, 
one of us gets busted for fucking little kids. We all get busted for fucking little kids. So you got to keep that shit in mind. And that's why I think that that cover-ups um, as big as like the Franklin one and what we might see with the Epstein one work because, it, like I said earlier, it's not like political scandal involving war and death and money. This is fucking of children on our country land. That is something that if it comes out you the mainstream is not going to sweep under the rug like they would you know if uh because who gives the regular american doesn't give a shit about the contra affair they don't give a shit about the watergate scandal whatsoever they barely gave a shit that bill clinton got a got a blowjob hell i still don't care that bill clinton got a blowjob um but if i find out that that they're fucking doing bukkakis to 13 year olds that's a fucking problem that that's like that's more than just goddamn political scandal um goddamn you know politics of war that's fucked up shit that that shows like real evil um and, and so like they have to cover all that up and, and like if you're not part of that boys club you can't be in power like it makes you wonder how many of them know about what's going on uh, whether it's in the politics side of it the hollywood side of it the the business side of it and they're letting this shit go rampant. Like, cause with all the reports coming out now about the Hollywood side and the Hollywood side cracking, um, and all these people making accusations and, and pointing fingers, um, and people going, Oh, well, I didn't know. And other people saying, Oh, I know. And then you go, well, how far back does it go? And you've got like the fucking Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, you know, blowing adults as kids and, and then going, well, none of you people would help me. And all of y'all knew about it. And no one would fucking do anything. Like it just makes you fucking wonder. How deep does this go? And how come every time it comes up to light, does it constantly get swung, sweeped right under the fucking rug? Every single time. And the Jeffrey Epstein case is another one where I'm just kind of waiting to see how is this going to get swept under the rug? Obviously, like you haven't got to it in the story yet, um, but Jeffrey Epstein is dead. He committed suicide. Uh, he hung himself. And I can't wait for the press conference to come out and be like, uh, well, it actually turns out that... Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was in cahoots with Freddy Cougar. They were uh, uh, molesting kids <laughs> together, and Freddy didn't want his name out there. So we pulled a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1 and uh, got into the jail and fucking hung Jeffrey Epstein. Like, that's how ridiculous this shit is. They literally used, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein being killed, who was uh, fucking kids, hung himself and that's a fucking scene that's straight out of nightmare on elm street well he was initially denied bail he, he, they, <laughs> finding a couple different countries passports with fake names and in his safe that also had uh supposed things marked with people's names and dates uh dvds and and whatnot um they had found alternate identities in passports when they searched his home. So they, they thought he might be a flight risk. And he was kept in a jail that also, this could just be total gross negligence because our penal system is fucked anyway. But yeah, he, after he attempted to commit suicide, he was put on suicide watch. But he had his lawyer's request that he be taken off suicide watch he did an evaluation with a person. He made a will uh, naming his bro setting up a trust for all his stuff 
in his brother's name, which isn't necessarily red flags if you're in prison facing uh, what would be a life sentence. But yeah, two days later, found hung in his cell, <laughs> um, a bone in his neck broken that is often that is most often seen in strangulation, but can be seen, you know, in older people. If there's, you know, say if he had jumped off of his bed and hung himself, they, you know, the that stuff hasn't been really released yet. So there's just a whole lot. And I feel like people are trying to make it confusing and they're loving that there's so many different ideas. You know, the, the day that he died, Trump was retweeting conspiracy theories about the Clintons having killed him and with pictures of how the ears look different and just a bunch of this stuff that you would see on Twitter. And... <laughs> the so basically the trust is going to make it harder for the surviving victims to sue the estate civilly like we were talking about where you know oj and uh paul benaki getting his yeah yeah he he he, he got a million fucking dollars for that for in his civil case paul benaki did um and so it, it makes me wonder if we're going to see after the the court case for what would be jail time uh, is done and goes under, if we'll see anyone come out to sue for the, the trust fund for Jeffrey Epstein uh, in a civil case and, and if they'll win or not. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Bill, Bill Barr, who was involved, as we said earlier, and other things, has claimed that he is going to investigate because – the Justice Department is in charge of the Manhattan jail where Epstein was being held when he died. It was, it was the same place where they were keeping El Chapo. Uh, I, I also want to correct. I said Bill Clinton 12 times. He appeared on Flight Manifest uh, 26 times. Oh, okay. So a little over double that. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, and, and we know that uh, Prince Andrew also flew on some of these private jets. Uh, yeah, Randy Andy. Uh, as I guess he is known uh, <laughs> to some of the, the British press. He is appalled and he denies all involvement. A picture of him with his accuser when she was a teenager showed up. He is even more appalled and denies everything. Is that the, the accuser, the one that was like a Russian model, like a former Miss Russia or some shit? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and uh, speaking of the, the death of Epstein and talking about uh, his partner, Maxwell, two days before his death, there was a lot of stuff opened up in a case against Maxwell. Some of them were texts from one of the accusers offering up a good deal on a something like a 16-year-old untouched who can teach you Russian or something like that in uh, text message conversations with Epstein and uh, although it's not necessarily the same, the same person, but it, it does sort of set up a pattern, you know, uh, Ken Starr was a part of Epstein's 2007 defense, the star report investigating Bill Clinton uh, because he, it was sort of like a reverse engineering. It was, somebody said it was kind of like a reverse engineering thing where you get somebody that knows how to prosecute sex crimes and you have them defend you. Yeah. They know all the, all that shit. Uh, so th there's just so much room for conjecture. Um, 
will, so, you know, and now that he is gone, uh, Maxwell will probably become the the focus of the investigation. Prince Andrew is still being looked at. Yeah, and they raided his um his island home, right? Epstein's, yes. They they've searched that. There's been some uh some drone footage of weird temple like buildings that just have mattresses in them. Ah. And uh I forget which home it was that there is a the 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 painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress. What? Hold on, I haven't heard about this. There's a painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress? Yeah, dude, look it up, or uh, I'll, I'll send it to you afterwards, because I, I saved it. I, I think it's a comedic artist, and and that was one of the things uh, we, were, we were talking yesterday about. I, I read an interview with one of you know, the, the quote-unquote friends of Jeffrey Epstein, a guy called Stuart Pivar, or Pivar, P-I-V-A-R, the 89-year-old chemist art collector guy from brooklyn that oh yeah claimed to have severed ties with epstein after he found out about all the horrible things he did while also not knowing anything about any of those things but repeatedly saying throughout the interview that you know oh he protected me from that i never knew about the trips to here and there and there and then saying you know he had an illness it's like nymphomania but you have to fuck teenagers and he was using all this weird science. Uh, he's, he brought up this one book. Uh, it, it's a pretty well-respected book, uh, but it's, or at least well-talked about. So I guess back, it, it's, it is Darwinian in uh, time. It was an 1886 book, I guess Freud era, uh, by a book called uh, Psychopathia Sexualis. And it was a collection of books on sexual uh things studies on sex quote-unquote sexual perversions and his his friend just kept belittling the the reporter saying well if you don't know about this then you're too stupid to write about my friend jeffrey epstein that had an illness and he couldn't help it and a bunch of weird shit but um he advised him in buying art and he said that epstein liked to get fake art or mocking art but yeah uh, look up bill clinton blue dress jeffrey epstein and you'll see a painting i'm about to look this up right now uh <laughs> and they still haven't found maxwell right no uh she she was seen uh, this was uh supposedly she and her lawyer came up with it but there are some pictures of her at a burger stand in california prominently reading a book about cia assassins or something like that and just smiling oh, at the sounds camera like bullshit wow uh, he really does have oh my god this painting is fucking hilarious and it sort of looks like the lewinsky dress right yeah yeah and he's got the red shoes and he's pointing at you and sitting in the chair all sideways holy <laughs> shit <laughs> oh my god the legs aren't very well done though i'll say that for the artist <laughs> so yeah it's and it's also the thing about how the interconnectivity from Hollywood sex sex crimes, DC sex crimes, the common denominator is the rich perverts. That's the thing I really don't get is like there's not that much of a jump between like 15 and 18 year old 
Couldn't you have just found a younger-looking 18-year-old and lied to yourself and, and at least made it a little bit better? Like, fuck, man. Like, you just try to live... But a lot of these people, they think they're fucking untouchable and can do whatever they want, so they just go out and fucking do it. And, like, I just look at it and go, like, even if I'm an asshole, even if I'm a shitty person like them, like, there's still ways to make it less worse. There's still ways to make it, like, less illegal and i just don't i don't get how like if all of these people are involved with prostitution why have they not legalized prostitution like fuck come on man just do it i think it's just an extra because they can selectively prosecute all they like but that way they've got the revenue coming in and they've got the Database yeah, and, and they can also go, oh, well, you're going to believe her? She's a prostitute. She's a streetwalker. She does drugs. She sleeps with men for money. Why are you going to believe her? I'm an upstanding businessman. Yeah. I'm a politician. I don't do any of those things except for I do all of those things. Yeah, exactly. I just uh, The whole thing is fucked up. And like I, I, I legit don't think the Epstein case will change anything. Um, I think this kind of shit will keep on happening. Um, I, I hate to get all conspiracy theory about it, but like, uh, when you, um, go back to like the Franklin case and the, when John DeCamp is like asking the judge why the judge is arresting her for pre-jury and the judge is just sitting there going, I'm just a man. Oh my God. I'm just a man. I can't do anything. And then like, uh, John DeCamp's, uh, friend who was a uh, former, uh, head of the CIA, uh, telling John, you know, I wouldn't go after this. There's some people that are just way too fucking high that you can't touch. And that's what you're going to find out if you do this. And that was a guy who was a former head of the fucking CIA. Like that, like at a certain point, the, the top 1%, they cannot be touched by the laws because they can stop that shit in the court. There's a song by corporate Avenger, um, where, um, uh, it's, uh, something like, uh, uh, but I gotta look at this song lyrics real quick. But they talk about stopping it in the courts uh, when they don't like what you say. Um, um, uh, it's called "Voting Doesn't Work." And um, where where do they say it? Um, "Voting Doesn't Work." Why? When they don't like what they say, they stop it in the courts. Um, and like that's the court. The chorus of the song says that. Um, and it's fucking true. At the end of the day, they will just stop it in the courtroom. Uh, and the Franklin case is a giant piece of that where you can just go, yeah, the courts, they tried. A respectable man like John DeCamp tried to go the legal route, the proper route, the justice route. And it was stopped in the courts and the witnesses, the uh, victims of this abuse were abused fucking more. It's just sad. And I don't think I don't think anything's going to change when it comes to. Uh, the Epstein case in the trial. Um, do you think Epstein was murdered? Allegedly? Uh, it, right now, I kind of think that everybody said, you know, it would probably be better if you killed yourself and then turned around. Well, I just look at it certain. I'm like, if you're going to kill yourself and all of these people are like, if you talk, we're going to kill you. Well, if you're going to fucking die either way, why wouldn't you bring them down? If they turn their backs on you and they're not helping you, if they're like, nope, you fucked up too much, you got to scapegoat yourself on this one. 
Like, why would you not say fuck it and bring them all down? Like, that's what I don't get. Uh, you know, from from all accounts, I've never heard of him being a nice person. So that that's I guess that's why I kind of just said, oh, well, but it also could have been that somewhere there is a broom closet in that jail full of all the assassins that the assassin that did it had to kill to get to it because so many people had shit to lose about him talking that it could be any number of people if he was killed. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to try to speculate on who actually did fucking kill him if he was murdered. Because, Jesus, that's a fucking spiderweb. Um, but it, it's it's a little hard for me. I do, like I just don't understand, like, why he would choose to kill himself. Like, it, to me, I, I just think if they told you it would just be easier to kill yourself, what? how does that fucking if, – if that's them basically saying you're going to kill yourself or we're going to kill you – then fuck it, start taking them under. Fuck it. I, I mean, like you would think, like it. I, you know, that's why gangsters kill people because they don't want to get taken under. If you're busted, and they think that's where snitches get stitches comes from. If you're gonna snitch, we're going to kill you. Um, that's why a lot of them die before they get the opportunity to. And like, I just feel like there's a part of me that can't help but put that tinfoil hat on and, and just go. The longer he was in jail, the closer that court uh, room case came, the closer he was to, you know, flipping on people to, you know, maybe get his sentence reduced. Because you got to think, at some point, doesn't someone go up to him and be like, who can you give us and we'll reduce your sentence? Who can you give us and we'll help you out and we'll put you in like the nice, you know, white collar yeah, Rich guy jail. <laughs> we'll put you in rich guy jail, you know, like – why, like, why was that not an option? You know, why was he not given the opportunity, or do we even know if he was given the opportunity, to flip on high, higher-up people to expose all of this? Was that even an option? Hell, was he killed by our own government to keep him from flipping on other people? Who fucking knows? We know the government's done fucked up shit. We know about MK Ultra, Like, we know about all the weird shit they do. And... It, it, to throw even more smoke into this, for some reason, a celebrity medical examiner was brought in to take part in the autopsy. And have you heard? Did you did you know about this guy? I forget his name. He used to do, do that HBO autopsy show. No, I I didn't hear about this. Oh, uh, he also <laughs> just you know because you you got to throw mud in the water. He took part in the JFK and Martin Luther King Jr. autopsies. So he's just famous for doing fucking autopsy of dead famous people. Yeah, uh, you know, with with their own. Uh, he's he's the Doctor Oz of autopsies. Uh, uh, for some reason, he got brought in. I don't know what would connect JFK, Martin Luther King Jr., and Epstein together. I mean, the only logical thing I can think of is them going. Oh, well, we need, you know, the best of the best. And, you know, look at these cases he's done. Of course, we're going to get him. Yeah. He's also about 90 something years old. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. 90. <laughs> Why are we bringing a 93 year old for at 93? You should be at home complaining that your wife, who's been dead for five years, is still watching murder. She wrote because you lost the remote and don't know how to change it. <laughs> now, he he wasn't the lead on it. They they had the, the medical examiner there, but. 
Yeah, it, I, I don't know why that was involved, because this is the type of situation that is perfect for conjecture, because there's so many secretive parts to it that could be secretive for totally other reasons, but people all over the government, the weird, the connections with current and past administrations and... You know, celebrities or the royalty of America. Well, that's true. We don't we don't have the, the you know queens and princes and shit anymore. But we have celebrities, and, and they're pretty much the fucking same nowadays. It's weird. I I think we we organically came up with the connection or similarities, parallels, whatever uh, between the Franklin and the Epstein, uh, allegedly. <laughs> I forget my I forget my lawyer's name, but he thanked me right now. Uh, yeah, I I think it all involves the same people. Like, yeah, some of the prominent heads have have been taken out. But here's the thing: no one fucking knows where Lawrence King is right now. He only did nine years in jail. You know, he's out of jail. He's been out of jail for a long time. Uh, he only had to pay a million dollars out of the forty million he fucking stole. Um, so no one knows where the fuck he is, and 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 I'm kind of like. Um, you know, he's probably part of the same crew that was, you know, there for the fucking DC sting, um, that was done by, uh, fucking Craig Spence and he's part of the fucking Sandusky group and he's part of the fucking Epstein group and the Brian Singer group. Like these are all the same people running in the same circles because you don't have that niche of a fucking thing and not run into each other. Well, who are you people? Oh, we're rich and famous and have power and we like fucking underage people. Oh, crazy. So do we. What an elite group. Like, I think they're all running with each other and they have been for years. I think it's been going on for a, a long fucking time. And I think it will continue to go for a long fucking time. And uh, I think to join that elite group, they want to watch you fucking 14-year-old boy so they know you're down. It's a gang initiation. So instead of getting beat down... Or having to like fucking pop someone, you you know you're not gonna run and shoot someone in the face with a gun. You're gonna fucking come on a 14 year old's face, and it's fucked up, and I don't like it. So we we, we will check back in if something actually happens, but predictions are or expectations are low. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't expect much much. I, because people nowadays get away with with so fucking much, um, even if they have a little bit of power. You know, like everyone's – every time anything happens involving Jeepers Creepers, there – you know, there's a whole thing of everyone reminding about Victor Salvia is a pedophile. Uh, he did use his position of power to sexually assault a minor uh, who was working on his film – he did go to jail for it. He served barely any fucking time for it because of his connections. Uh, has gotten out, has been able to keep making films, has been able to keep having a career. And um, they're about to make a Funko Pop of the Jeepers Creepers monster. And um, and I want to say fuck that. Just like I said fuck that when Jeepers Creepers uh, 3 came out. I didn't watch it. Because here's my thing. I know some people can separate the art from the artist. Sometimes I can't. Uh, for instance, one of my favorite book series is the uh ender shadow series which most people know the ender's game series but they don't know the ender shadow series um i love that series orson scott card the author of it 
is a fucking asshole who donates to anti-gay charities. So I do not buy any of his books new. I buy them all secondhand to where he's getting he is not directly getting money from it. You know, I believe um once you find out about the dark thing they did, you should no longer be supporting them financially. If you still want to, you know, watch whatever they're watching, I'm not going to judge you on it, but pirate it. Fucking steal it. Don't give them any fucking money. Do not support them that way. Um I, it's like on my podcast, I told the guys I would never cover Jeepers Creepers unless we're going to cover – I was like, I won't cover the movies, but I'll cover the fucking court case. I'll cover the fucking piece of shit that he is. I'll tell the whole fucking story of what he did kind of like I did on here with a Franklin cover-up. I'll do that all day, but I'm not going to cover his movies. Just like I was just on the podcast under the stairs top 10 um, 90s summer series. My episodes have not come out yet. But a Roman Polanski film is talked about, and I do bring it up because I have to. Once I know about it, I have to fucking bring it up. There has to be that asterisk there. Um, now, I'm not going to go back and, like, throw away everything from that artist from before I knew. Like, um, you know, you look at Weinstein and you go, oh, fuck, do I have to hate the burning now? He was deep in the burning. I love the fucking burning. Well, my belief is you cannot go forward supporting him. But everything that you've known from before, uh, when you were ignorant of the subject, is fine. You didn't know. But once you know, you have to make that change, and you have to not support them. Uh, and if you still want to watch that shit, illegally download it. Pirate the shit out of it. Fuck them. Don't give them any money. And then even if you like their stuff, talk shit about it online. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah, man. As speaking of your show, why don't you plug your shit before we go? Well, you have many, many... Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got so many. I wanted to get. I, I'm trying to get some movement done on some of my new projects, but um, I'm sick. Uh, so we got Kill the Cast. Um, we just did an episode on Are You Afraid of the Dark, the TV show. We uh, all three hosts picked a episode, and then we talked about it. It was fun because I'm the host of the show, but I told uh, Kenneth and Jay, I was like, you have to host your episode segment. I'm not gonna do it. You gotta do it. So it's fun listening to that because it's two people who do not know how to host try to host, and I had to like fix it and correct it a lot on the show. And it's, it was really funny to me. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I also do a very offensive voice on that episode, which is funny. Um, I got. What, did you find it offensive? I didn't know if it was going to come off as offensive or not. Uh, re refresh my memory. Not that you do a lot of things that are questionable, uh, but uh, you know the the. the there was that guy that was there that was talking about like uh, what I said, Fred, and all that. Yes. All oh, you're. Guy. I was thinking of Sprockets. Yeah, yeah. You posted that meme. That's why I brought it up because I was like, oh, okay, he heard it. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be offensive or not. I just, it's like hearing what the right said Fred music video should sound like. Uh, it's just so fucking funny to me, um, and I like to use it. And I don't like use it in like a, a negative way though it is still me as a straight man using what would be called um i guess a gay voice you know i i didn't think about it like that and of course i it's not my place to necessarily say but um i didn't take it as homophobic i just took it as a i really just kept thinking of sprockets <laughs> yeah i was just trying to be funny and bring something like it, it was fun and it was cracking up them so I, I kept doing it um but afterwards i was kind of like eh, i don't know but uh, I was like, yeah, hey, I'll put it out. If someone gets offended, then, you know, I can apologize. But no one has yet, so I guess I'm good. Um, 
Uh, and then I'm recording tonight again, and I don't know which episode will make it out. Probably mine because I literally put them out like two days after I record. Uh, but we got um, a horror coliseum coming out that will be the greatest question of, in horror movies ever to be fought. Um, which is the worst Jaws sequel, Jaws 3D versus Jaws of Revenge? It's the burning question that everyone has, has fought over for centuries. Uh, we all remember the uh, Great Crusade of 84. Many people died at Universal <laughs> Studios during that battle. But uh, we're doing that tonight, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I was do jumping between researching the Franklin Conspiracy Theory and Jaws 3 and 4 all week. Uh, basically, Jaws 3 and 4 were my palate cleanser to kind of get the other the, the, the fucking... Uh, child necrophilia out of my fucking system. So that should be a lot of fun. Hopefully I record it tonight. Um, I've got uh, the next episode of Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space will be Godzilla versus Sea Monster. We have not set a date, but that'll probably be September. And then I've got a few ideas I'm playing around with for shows that I'm working on that you should see soon. One of them, including this man right here, we have, uh, oh, fuck me. Um, Atomic Age Saucer cast, which is going to be me, uh, Darren, we'll have Court Psyops from Cinema Psyops, and Paul Stevenson from Who Will Survive, as we all kind of will randomly get together every once in a while and talk about that golden age of, like, 1950s, 1960s, uh, you know, Cold War era uh, science fiction. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, we've just got to set some dates. Uh, podcasting is fun because you have all these ideas and you have to try to fucking schedule them it sucks <laughs> um i've also got uh cult unknown that's gonna be me and jerry cortez from no more room in hell uh and we're, we're gonna do topics of paranormal uh cryptozoology aliens ufos all that kind of shit um and then the big one i'm working on is the midnight horror debate which is where i will bring four people together with me to debate over some huge topic in horror um and i will moderate this debate and then we will leave it to the audience to uh vote in a poll to decide who was the winner who did they agree with the most and all that fun shit so we had cool stuff happening it all happened on kill the cast which is on that legion podcast network which you should already know about uh and once again thanks for having me on here uh i had a great time last time i was here we even got people that didn't listen to your show because they didn't want to hear about politics <laughs> listen to it uh, which was fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> I never heard anything from from any of them. Did you get any reactions? Yeah, yeah. They uh, a lot of them told me they really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't quite it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was gonna be. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm not like sitting here screaming that you should believe in my politics. You know, I'm just like, I'm on a political show, so I'm talking about political things. And like, if you don't think horror is political, that's fine. Some of it's not. You know, there's no politics in a friday the 13th movie but there is a lot of horror that is political that does have social commentary if you don't yeah you don't like get out or, or us because you don't like the social commentary that's fine but if i'm going to talk about a movie that has social commentary to it i'm going to talk about the politics of it and that's why i like a show like Psy psycho semantic because it does go into you know what is this movie saying what does it fucking mean we're going to get into all that shit and and i know going into it that's that and if that's not your fucking cup of tea that's fine it's my cup of tea, and I fucking I dig it. So, like, if I'm gonna talk battle royale, I'm gonna fucking talk about you know, the gov their government just kills their kids. The government's over here. We fuck our kids. So you know that's the difference in in you know culture. This is the subtle differences that brings us together. Yeah. Again, I I get to say shit on this show that I I don't necessarily say on my show. So and I and I and that's really fun because like 
I know your audience expects it, so I don't have to feel bad about fucking, you know, saying that shit. Um, go vaccinate your fucking kids. How about that? Yeah, that's what we're here for, man. That 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 interesting conversation. And thank you very much for taking part in this one with me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And the message we learned in um, Last House on the Left can be translated here also is don't let them get you to the second location and uh, don't forget to duck and cover. They say music is the food of love Let's see if you're hungry enough Take a bite, take another Just like a good boy would Get a sweet thing on the side Home cooking on the side Side order could be a daughter Then go again good you want is that the meat you wanted to eat how would you ever know hash browns and bacon strips i love the way that you lick your lips no fooling i can see it drooling feel the hunger grow come on baby eat the rich put the bite on the son of a bitch Don't
this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero go show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.